This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders, you're accepting of whatever comes your way, you're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. This week's podcast features an extract from our weekly radio show, Let's Talk Well-Being. about more things to support us emotionally, mentally, all those things that happen up in life that kind of get us questioning ourselves, doubting ourselves, being unsure of ourselves. That's what this show's about really, isn't it Claire? It's what we're about really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we have those those moments quite often sometimes. But yeah, we just understand as well that other people have them. And I think it's I find it useful and I know people I've talked to find it useful to just go, Oh, I'm not on my own on this or it's good to know other people think the same kind of thing as well. I agree. I think the kind of the more that we have these kinds of conversations and I've noticed it with, you know, a lot of the guests that we interview on the show. You know, there's a lot of resonance, isn't there? And there's a lot of kind of sharing of experiences where people are having those light bulb moments where they're kind of, it's not just me, you know, it's not just me that was having these thoughts or struggling, you know, with these feelings. And I think one of the things that I I love about our show is that, and that what what was kind of the feedback that we're getting is that how it's helping people think about their mental well-being and their emotional wealth and health maybe in a different way because mm. we tend to think about it just as like oh we'll do a meditation or we'll go for a walk or we'll and all those things are important yeah. you know we advocate those things but a lot of what we're trying to do is give a platform to some of those more difficult conversations those sort of sticky moments where you don't quite have that gel or that connection with somebody or maybe you're kind of like oh I've got a weird vibe then and then how that can sort of affect you afterwards or, you know, you're maybe kind of struggling in a relationship or in a workplace situation where it's all sort of jarring. Um, and I think these are the kinds of skills for life, really, that we don't get taught. We have to just kind of make them up as we go along. We either shut ourselves down from it completely, you know, block it out, maybe live in denial with what's really going on. Um, yes, I have. Guilty points for that, I think, <laughs> definitely, myself. Um, and it's about, you know, it's a phrase that kind of comes to mind when, you know, you've used this quite a bit, Claire, that kind of being prepared to visit yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not about navel-gazing and it's not about kind of being all indulgent, you know, about our thoughts and feelings, but it's about recognising them and acknowledging them and, you know, noticing what's really going on for you. And at the end of the day, it all comes back to that thing that we talk about. Um, it's about being true to ourselves, doesn't it? And finding our our real self, you know, mm-hmm. that authenticity within. 
And uh, I think, uh, sorry, I just wanted to begin this afternoon by just kind of framing, I suppose, our conversations. Because I think I've been chatting about our show, our podcast, our radio show to different people and trying to explain it, you know, what it is what it is we do. So when we say, oh, it's about mental well-being, oh, it's, you know, let's talk well-being, I think there's maybe a preconception yes. that we're just going to be talking about holistic therapies or, you know, whatever. And, th- and those things are important and they're part of it. They're part of your toolkit or your tool belt or, you know, your your package of things that you might assemble for yourself. But something we come back to time and time again is taking time to understand what's going on for you and to notice and to listen in. And I think that, in a way, can be a whole new arena for people. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Especially doing it without judgment. <gasps> Because we both know that, you know, and we've both been there, that, yeah, we can do that. We can be really forgiving of other people. We can be really thoughtful. We can say to them, you know, don't worry about feeling like that. All of those kind of, we can be kind to others. Yeah, I don't know, for some reason, being kind to ourselves seems to be more difficult, doesn't it? It seems to take a lot more strength and power to actually go, actually, I'm being unkind to myself. I'm expecting too much of myself. All of that kind of thing. So it's going, it's noticing, it's going within. It's getting to know yourself. It's visiting yourself without judgment and just noticing. And we're just, I think as human beings, we're not necessarily built like that anyway. But it's really important we do that because if we can suspend that judgment, then it enables us to see things as they truly are and not as, you know, (laughs) knitted up in all sorts of different emotions and things like that. And emotions are useful and they're good. We advocate emotions, you know, visiting yourself and understanding why you're feeling those. But sometimes when we are noticing things about ourselves, it's all caught up in that. So we don't necessarily see the wood for the trees mm. kind of thing. That's really well put. Yeah, I think it's it, it comes back to this thing of, you know, what you were saying there, it's, we're not maybe equipped for that, or like historically, that's not how we've used our brains and this kind of idea of mind and body connection, you know, we're beginning to understand that that's, that, that's all one, yeah. actually. <laughs> you yeah. know, and I think there's such a lot of exciting developments in, um, in the field of neuroscience. Not that I am a scientist, but I'm fascinated by a lot of the studies that are coming out and, and, you know, lots of really clever people are writing books about this stuff that are sort of talking about, you know, this is going on in your brain when you're having this experience. This is sending chemicals here, neural patterns there, you know, how habits are formed, why we do the things that we do and how powerful our unconscious mind is. And I think it's sort of, we've never really gone there have we? It's all been seen previously a bit as a bit fluffy and a little bit kind of maybe even a bit hippie or, you know, maybe yeah. it's not been mainstream. And I think what's happening is a lot of this stuff is coming more into the mainstream and we're having to stop and listen to it. I, for one, really welcome it because I want to understand more about, you know, why do I feel the way I do? Mm. You know, why am I reacting or responding in that way? Why am I having this difficulty communicating you know, with another person at this particular point in time. I think, for me, it sort of comes back to what makes us human, and I think it's fascinating. I mean, totally. I think 
so much now is on it is looking at you know how we integrate with other people how we communicate what's going on for us and that they're really important things for us to look at and i think there has been a shift i think there's a lot of people still getting on board with it but for me this shift had to come at some point because you have people in within work or whatever it is that they do who are brilliant at what they do and then suddenly it all falls apart for them so maybe they have a breakdown maybe they not don't communicate well you know things happen and if i think back i can see people that i know change and not be who i thought they were and it's then you start going well why and if you realize that actually society now there is so much stress on us from all different parts that there had to be something that then changed to go okay well we need to adapt and start to be able to deal with this so rather than caveman age where we had to fight for survival you know we had to have that fight flight or freeze part of us within us to be able to merge into the background to be able to fight for our lives to be able to get food for our families that we no longer need it's a different kind of thing that we need now we need to understand what is impacting on us that causes us stress we need to impact on us of why we don't feel that we're able to live our lives as we really are you know go and have enjoy and be with friends and i, I it takes me back to les who um came into the studio who does hypnotherapy and does a lot of work with children in St Helens and with her saying she'd gone on holiday and couldn't get in the pool because she thought everybody'd be looking at her for her size and it's like all of these things are holding us back from living mm. our life yeah and so it's sort of like that's a, it's a different kind of fight flight or freeze that we're having it's freezing because we don't want people to notice us because they may call us for being too fat or you know they don't want us they don't want to to see me because i've not got any makeup on today or you know whatever my beard's not grown enough you know whatever it happens to be that's not my beard by the way i don't have one <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to think of the blokes kind of things in this but even in work, there are people who push our buttons. There's people who don't understand our communication, who are who take things that we say, twist them, and not just in work, in you know, within our families, within our friends, in our peers, our social environment. And it's understanding how we navigate. And so there's a whole different thing that we need to take on board now. And I think we are slowly realising that that's why we have to change what skills we have and that so we're coming out of that hippie stuff that you're doing where you're navel gazing and staring at the stars and wondering what cloud that is you know what it looks like two actually that helps me to decompress it helps me to calm myself helps me to then be able to communicate in a better way it's giving you different things and different things will apply to different people as we already said like we always say this one size doesn't fit all exactly so it's sort of like everybody is different but then it's about finding out what works for us and i think more people are just opening their mind to it and that's really really good i think you're right 
couple of things that you said there. I mean, first of all, to say about, I think it's a lot of it is about rediscovering what humans have known for centuries, for thousands of years even, you know, because a lot of it is kind of matching back to, you know, kind of ancient, you know, ways of being and ancient ways of thinking. And I think a lot of our guests that come in, you know, some of them kind of really refer to mm. practices or, you know, their touches. So it's that kind of real sort of challenge, I guess, of our kind of Western society in that way. Um, and there's room, and for me, it's it's kind of like a softening but with like a renewed strength, if you get what I mean. It's sort of like, you know, we're softening to kind of see, because it might have been previously been seen as like, you know, like we, we used to work in, well, we still do work in training and development, but we worked in the corporate world, didn't mm. we? And it was kind of, they were seen as soft skills. Yes. You know, like they're kind of like separate or you know, we only draw on those when we need them. Whereas actually, I think what we're saying is that they're they're the real strength skills. I think they call them meta skills. Meta skills now, yeah. Don't they? That's yeah. the kind of the new word. But you mentioned something in what you were talking about there, which kind of brings us to our sort of what we're meant to be talking about this afternoon. <laughs> Sorry, I've gone took us off off somewhere, but I just thought it was kind of important to have that conversation first. You, you use the phrase slow realization. Did I? I didn't even you did, I yeah. That. And actually, that's what we want to talk about this afternoon isn't it it is yeah and this phrase that we kind of came across the slow re realization to acceptance and you mentioned there about you know people who kind of and do it myself you know we, we both have conversations about this you know sort of like the aspirational the goal setting you know you use the example there that you gave from one of our previous guests about sort of wanting to look and feel different mm -hmm before she could get in the pool mm. and how we kind of defer you know being able to do something or want you know wanting something because we're not well I need to get to this other place first and be this whole other different person yeah before I can do that yeah whereas actually what we're doing there is we're sort of deferring our life really aren't we we're deferring mm. being allowing ourselves to sort of be in the moment and enjoy this particular moment. Yeah, totally. I mean, you, you're putting your life on hold because somebody else might pass judgment on you. And I know this is easier said than done, but I just think if they pass judgment on you, that's about them. They're not all right in their own lives because yeah. otherwise it wouldn't bother them and it wouldn't affect them and they probably wouldn't even notice if you got up and went in the pool because it'd be just like oh, somebody's getting in the pool oh, i might get in the pool now actually i'm getting hot that's the kind of thing i think should be going on yeah whereas if people are sat around and going oh look at her look at the size of her well actually that's not about her that's mm -hmm. about you why do you feel that you have to pass judgment why do you feel like you have to think that and actually if that stopped then people could live their lives and it feels and i've done it myself i'm not saying <laughs> this is other people i've done it myself and I've gone, well, they're, they're, they're looking at me. I never think they're looking at me for something good. It was like, oh, they're looking at me, my hair's frizzy today, or they're thinking, look at the size of her, or, you know, she's got no makeup on. I live my life virtually with no makeup on now, and I love it, because it's just like, I don't care if I've got no makeup on. My skin's breathing. You and, are glowing, Claire. You always look wonderful. And I'm menopausal red. But glowing, glowing. <laughs> glowing, glowing. It's beautiful. <laughs> but, you know, it's sort of like, really, if they pass judgment on you, then that's about them, and 
should they stop you living your life? No, but that is easy to say and harder to do. And I think there is this thing about we constantly go, oh, well, I'll be judged on this, I'll be judged on this. And we need to learn to A, stop the judgment and B, forget if others are in judgment, ignore them kind of thing. So there is that kind of stuff. The, the, this slow realisation is, Les, I know because I follow her now, so she's been in, she's a lovely, lovely lady. And I think she does some fantastic work. But even personally, I just, I really liked her and I'm, I followed her on Facebook. And she's been on a cruise with her husband and I think a couple of friends and she was posting pictures. And you know what? In every single one, I just thought, how lovely does she look? Because she had this beaming, smiley face, which she looks adorable when she smiles anyway. Um, but she just had this lovely smile on her and just thought she looked lovely. And at no point did I go, oh, well, you look big in them pants or you look this. And she didn't look like she felt like that. Yeah, yeah. And that's what is more important because, A, I, sh people shouldn't be thinking that and, B, she shouldn't be bothered but she did. She just looked beautiful in all of them, and it was lovely to see. And I'm hoping that from having those kind of conversations and you know working on her own mental well-being, that she's got to that point where she does live her life and she does what she needs to do and wants to do. And I hope she got in the pool. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Les. By the way, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> I think that's really interesting what you're saying there about judgment it's just got me thinking that you know we often talk about like not judging ourselves mm. but I think we do judge I think it's part of human condition but I think it's about kind of noticing when we're doing it and we, we do do it with others we do and I think maybe in order to kind of reduce judgment on ourselves it's about catching it and noticing it when we're doing it either for ourselves or for other people and then hopefully we can reduce that you know if we all sort of collectively mm. made that sort of commitment to ourselves and to one another you know then maybe that would help help things a little bit you know in, all the way around yeah I think so I think the key for me and the conversation that we were having uh, that this was about is this noticing and it, it came from the interview with our fabulous yoga face yoga lady oh, Jackie, yeah. she was just I mean she was just lovely but I, it was the conversation that she had when she said she lost a little bit of weight and that what it wasn't right I've lost the weight I'm now I now love myself I can now accept myself and I can be who I am it wasn't that it was she'd lost the weight but then there was other things going on she was doing her face yoga and lots and lots of other things that helped her mental well-being and then there was this slow realization that she did accept herself and i think that's what we all we all assume that when we've grown that beard when we've got those muscles when we've lost that weight when we've had our eyebrows done you know whatever it happens to be when I've got that qualification. When I've sold that house. When I've sold that house, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking from personal experience there. That we'll suddenly feel very different. Yeah. And we will accept ourselves. And I would say that that very rarely happens. As someone who lost a lot of weight, still didn't accept myself. In fact, was worse on myself than ever. 
you know from you selling your house and expecting everything to everything will just fall into place now yeah because that was the thing that was holding me back but it wasn't but it wasn't and i think that's what we do we we put everything onto this thing so everything's got this hook and it's like when i've got when i have when i've done when this happens it's always when and it's sort of like actually that isn't when you're suddenly going to have this big beam of light shine on you and you go, I love myself, hallelujah, kind of thing. It's not. That's not when it's going to happen. What is going to happen is when you slowly work on yourself, when you slowly build your own inner light, no matter what is going on, that you'll suddenly start to go, I do accept who I am and I am who I am. And I love myself for that. Oh, I love that, Claire, when you build your own inner light. It sort of shows, and we talk about this a lot, don't we, about putting ourselves back in the driving seat, because I think with this idea of the, the other thing that's in the future, it's almost like we're, we're disconnected from it, aren't we? It isn't part of us. It's a separate thing. Mm -hmm. And that's probably because we're feeling like we don't like things about ourselves at that point or our situation at that point. That's why we're looking for this future self where everything's going to be shiny and rosy and I think it's normal to do that I think everybody does it to a certain extent what what I'm sort of thinking about as you're, as you're saying that it's almost about like this is this is the work isn't it <laughs> you know this is the real work and like any kind of habit building or thing that we want to be sustainable it's incremental isn't it mm. it's never sudden you mm. think about someone training for a marathon you know, or, or sort of learning to, um, you know, be a ballet dancer or, you know, do, do sort of training to be a doctor or, I don't know, I'm trying to think of lots of different, you know, anything, that, mm. you, you know, learning to crochet, you know, sorry, that's happening in my family at the minute. Um. <laughs> I don't know why I want to say growing a beard. I think I've got to think about, about beards, beards at the today. minute and okay. I don't know why, but it's even that, because when you first start growing a beard, it's not going to be a full form beard, is No, it? it's not. You have some whiskers, yeah. you know, it's kind of... It's going to be like, what's going on on your chin, it's gonna need, Yeah, it's going to need sort of training and shaping and I think, but it's that principle, isn't it? It's the beard principle. It's everyone. the beard principle. Claire's just, you right. know, I have no thing. idea why I'm honing <laughs> in on that. It must be just something with me and beards today. <laughs> but it is, it's, and well, I suppose, you know, what it's making me think about is patience. Mm. Actually. Oh, it's me. I don't know who said it. Have patience with everything unresolved in your heart. Oh, I don't know who said that either, but it's a lovely quote. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It just suddenly appeared in my head. Yeah, have patience with everything unresolved in your heart. We want things to be done, don't we? We want yeah. them to be solved, sorted, check checkbox. It's our checkbox kind of culture. And I think it kind of comes from this need to feel productive, like we've yes. done things, you know. It's kind of, that's the measurement of our worth as human beings. When actually it's that slowing down, it's that gradual, it's that, as you say, that soft, that realisation mm -hmm slow realisation too and I, yeah I love Jackie's story um, yeah and if you want to kind of listen back to that interview with Jackie will be on one of the podcasts um, uh, yeah so it's it's kind of that, that slow realisation of all it wasn't like you say like a sudden epiphany of like right I woke up this morning and I accept myself it was kind of like she just suddenly 
realised she was more comfortable mm. in her skin, and and I think maybe it's about we don't we don't give credit to that, no, do we? Because we expect change, we expect transformation. I think I've said this to you before. It's kind of it reminds me of Stars in the Rise, you know, where you sort of like, you know, tonight Matthew. Yeah, tonight Matthew, I'm going to be this whole new different person. I'm going to be completely transformed. And hey, check out my beard because it's amazing, you know. But I think I think potentially, you see, that really says to me that's what we do when we see things happening. Other people, mm. we have literally seen them walk through those curtains with Matthew on Stars In Your Eyes and come out a different person. We haven't seen the effort, the trauma, the getting back into that habit that those people have put in place to be wherever they are, whether that's a marathon runner, whether that's lost weight, whether that's grown that beard, whatever it happens to be, completed that qualification. We haven't seen all the, you know, hard work that's been put into that we see the before very often and then we see the after yeah and that's all we ever see if you look on i mean i'm not on instagram but i know people post some pictures on there there on instagram on facebook you know you see oh here's me just starting this oh look this is my end product (laughs) how fantastic is it and very often speeded up because people aren't going to sit there and watch you you know, build this chimney breast and put this fabulous thing together that's probably took you a week. But it's like, oh, yeah, I can do that, but I don't want to put the week into it. Well, then you're not going to do it. It's as simple as that. You know, so I think we are very good at showcasing the before and after. And what we are not good at doing anywhere, the media definitely, is going, this was what happened on day one on day two on day three and actually you know by day seven all fell off again and we had to start all over again or whatever you know they started crying because they were like i don't want to do another assignment or you know going back to when i was doing college stuff <laughs> it's like oh no i've got another assignment and it's just like i've already done tons of them but it's like you have to do it to get the end result and we're not really good at that, so we don't see that. So when it comes to our mental well-being, we're like, okay, well, I've done a meditation. I should be all right now, shouldn't I? Or thought I'd dealt with that. I thought we'd had that conversation with that person, and we've said this, so now everything's okay, isn't it? And it's like, no, it's not. And I think communication, I've said this before, have, communication yeah. is the key with both ourselves and other people. We have to communicate with ourselves you know, cheer ourselves on and go in, God, you're at day 11. How fab is that? You've done 11 days of whatever it is. You know, keep going because you're doing brilliantly. Two, talking to other people and going, this is how it is or this is how I'm feeling or what's going on for you, whatever. It's communication's the key. I agree. I think we underestimate that. We underestimate the power and the value of it. And I think that what you're saying there about the showcasing it's so true isn't it it is all about kind of what we show what we choose to show to the world and how we feel about that it's kind of like you know well we want to we want to show ourselves at our best I guess and and there's nothing wrong with that in itself Um, but it's not to the detriment of us at the rest of the time you know Mm. I think that's that's the thing to be mindful of 
this conversation is really interesting, I think, because it's making me think about acceptance in a, not in a different way, but just in a more, more formed way, a fuller way. I think I'm sort of starting to kind of dig a bit deeper, mm. as we often talk about doing. Because sort of, we talk about acceptance a lot, don't we? And I do think we think about it as kind of an instant I'm just going to switch my acceptance button yeah. on, yeah. you know, and then it'll be okay. What you were saying before is that, you know, I've dealt with that conversation or, you know, I, I know I do that a lot. Mm. I thought I'd dealt with this, so therefore I should be. Yes. Is that that word, lovely word That should. lovely word should. <laughs> yeah, it's such, yeah. A, such a lovely, empowering word, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? No. <laughs> it's, it's kind of, yeah, if we could just sort of eradicate that. But it's it, it sort of, I think it's about going back to the judgment thing and it's about sort of noticing, okay, what, well, okay, well, what is it that you should and why should you? Where is that even coming from? Mm. Yeah, you thought you dealt with this. Maybe you dealt with it in a really good way last time. But actually, there's more to this. There's more coming from that other person with mm. whatever's going on with them mm. that you can't possibly have any control over. Yeah. And so actually, it's about, you know, thinking about, okay, what response can I choose here? Do I need to say anything? Should I just listen? Because that's the other thing, isn't it? We always feel like we've got to say something. Oh, gosh, yeah. We, we've always got to say something or make it right. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And sometimes it's like there are no words. I was talking, I was in the hairdressers last night, and one of my friends, who I, I know from the hairdressers, but we've become friends, was in there as well. And my dog, Mojo, had been ill. He'd got a virus. And then her dog, Louie, had been in hospital because he'd had bone and it had stuck in his uh, small intestines and it was just really bad time for her. And we were talking about stuff and she said, oh, you know, are these people, I'm envious of these people who just say the right things. She went, you do that, Claire. You can just, you just say the right thing. She said, I don't know what I'm putting. And um, it was my hairdresser, Wendy, is also my friend. Her mum was in and she'd been writing a card and she said she's really good at writing. She knows what to put. Yeah. And it, it is. And I. it's really funny because I wouldn't have thought of myself like that. I don't think I do say the right things. I think I always do worry because really what I want to say in those kind of times I, is nothing. I want to give them a big hug mm. and go, I can't say anything that's going to take this away or make it better, but I'm here. And, and I will always be here for whatever you need. And, you know, that's what I want to put. And that's what I want to say to them. And I just, I, I do think things are always a little, little bit better from a hug, a proper hug. Proper I do. Hug. I think, yeah, everybody should get a hug every day. But I'm aware some people aren't huggy people. That's true. <laughs> but it's sort of like, it's just it's how you how you see things how you come to things and you can't work on other people you can't make them okay and so yeah sometimes we should just listen i think there's a lot of words in our vocabulary that are not useful and we should swap them and it's really funny because when you were talking about the should word and you know we need these other words or whatever you there was other words you were using it reminded me of an old honda ad and it was this machine that was like um putting words out and they said you know what if and it was a what if ah. and it's like yeah what if 
What if we suspended judgment on ourselves for today? Or what if we suspended judgment on ourselves just for this next five minutes? What if we started to accept ourselves? What if we started to be kinder to ourselves? What if? This is 3B, the mental wellbeing company with Let's Talk Wellbeing. What if? Love that, Claire. Really love that. It's, it's a really nice kind of technique that anyone can apply, isn't it? That sort of when we find ourselves going into the shoulds, you know, or just uh, like you say, there are other words maybe like within our language that are unhelpful or detrimental to our mental well-being. We'll all have kind of personal ones, yeah. I think, that might be triggers for us. I think shoulds a good one for me. Um, and so, yeah, I think kind of that's a really good thing to sort of train myself in i'm thinking about this kind of acceptance this slow realization it's like i'm in training Mm -hmm. i think maybe that's that's for me i think that's kind of how i'm gonna sort of frame it and that might help me a little bit and that actually one of the things i can do as part of my training is if i notice myself going to a should then it's i need to switch it up either with another word or i need to kind of look more at the at the what if Mm. what if i thought this way instead what if it was okay that that had happened what if there's something to learn from it? Yeah. What if it's just that that's just what happens because I'm human, you know, and I took my eye off the ball today or something happened that, you know, kind of was bothering me and I didn't really know because mm. it was sort of, it was a deep thing and then it sort of popped up and manifested itself in another way. Am I making sense? I mean, to- what you're saying to me is sort of like, so say you do drop the ball or whatever, you know, that wouldn't make me love you any less. Aww. It really wouldn't. <laughs> but actually, and if it did, if it made anybody not friends with you or because of one little thing, then that's that's not right. And actually, they don't deserve to be in your life anyway, that kind of thing. So I think there's that. If we are worried about, you know, offending somebody who's close to us, because at the end of the day, we can always say sorry We can always go to them and go, I realise I I wasn't there for you. I realise I said this or I realise I did this and and that wasn't helpful or whatever it happens to be. You can always go and say, I'm sorry. And then that's up to them then if they accept that or not. And if they don't, then they were never meant to be in your life then from this point on. And if they do, if you do, whatever from there. So I think that we hold that a lot. We always think, or a lot of us, I know me and you think that, you know, what if somebody close to me thinks differently of me? You know, we have that in our work. Yeah. Don't we? We're like, oh, you know, Sue fell out with me. I said something wrong. And then, but I know, deep down, I know that you'd say something to me. But sometimes it's just about clearing the air. Mm. And that is, that's why I say, that's why it all comes back to communication. Yeah, yeah. 
it's the words we use and it's what we do and if we don't pick up the phone or we don't visit somebody and go I'm really sorry I think I let you down or I'm really sorry I don't think I understood I think I did something new. if we don't do that then you know maybe we're not meant to be together in a friendship a partnership or whatever kind of thing even a colleague you know maybe that I think we should do more of that mm. we should do more apologizing for things we should do more taking responsibility ah. and now you're talking. we should do lots lots more being kind to ourselves I completely agree with what you're saying and I think a lot of it fits with actually a lot of the things we talked about as part of our emotional wealth mm. series you know we've got kind of the pe taking personal responsibility we've got the kind of valuing ourselves and knowing our worth and we've got communication is a theme that sort of runs through mm. a lot of that series it's making me think about my song oh actually okay. Fab. Um, yeah I think um, yeah I think it relates quite well. So my song choice this week is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Um, I love a bit of Tom Petty. I love a bit of Tom Petty. Yeah. I loved him uh, as being... He was part of the Travelling Wilburys as well, wasn't he? He was part of the... Oh, you know, you're the, asking the, something the, now. George Harrison and... Um, wonderful George Harrison. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and the Jeff Lynne, Bob Dylan. They're all Travelling Wilburys, weren't they? Yeah, but I, I love his voice. I love his kind of philosophy. And I, and I picked Learning to Fly... Because I think it's that thing of like, I think we think that we're supposed to know what we're doing <laughs> and that we're done and we've got this life thing sorted. But I think actually we're all just still learning to fly. How did you find that, Claire? Did you enjoy that? It's just chilling. It's just, I really find it very very chilling yeah. and melodic and I like that. It's That's got, good for me. That, yeah, um, he's got a real kind of rich rich voice yes, yes I think that just kind of like gets in and sort of it's quite soothing yeah I think that's just yeah hmm it's making me think sort of our conversation this sort of slow realisation to acceptance I was thinking okay so if ordinarily we tend to kind of defer and we've got our life on hold while we're waiting for all these things to happen how do we know if we're on the right path with a slow realisation to acceptance. So, you know, like we were talking, we were sort of inspired by this this conversation from Jackie. Mm. Um, sort of said it was like she all of a sudden, it wasn't that she all of a sudden accepted, but she all of a sudden realised. Yes. So is it that, and I know you might not necessarily know the answer to this, I'm just putting the question out there. Is it that, so how do we know if we're having that realisation? Yeah, I, I think you just know. Okay. I it was something I'd asked her was you know, do you love yourself now? Do you like yourself now? Because she hadn't, mm. and she was like, yeah. And I think potentially you're not going to know that. I think either somebody's going to ask you something, or it is just going to be a, oh, yeah. I actually I really do like myself right now, and I I just think it's something that you're going to know. It's a little bit like what our presuppositions about being comfortable being our authentic self. You know if you're not uncomfortable. You know if you're not comfortable. Yes. So if you're uncomfortable. Yes. You can usually tell that more than being comfortable. You can tell, but I think more so you can tell when you're uncomfortable. 
I think you can more so tell when you're not feeling okay, when you're not liking yourself. So I think it's just, it's going to take some time. I think it's just going to, it's going to dawn on you. I don't think there's going to be a, yeah, I'll know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, that's what I think anyway. You'll be ready to go in the pool. Yeah. The, well, or rather than that, she'll have been in the pool. We'll have gone in the pool. She'll have had the swim. She'll have come out. She'll have relaxed. She'd have gone at night. She'll have had a meal. She'll be having a drink with her husband. And then suddenly it be like, oh, I went to the pool and I didn't even think. <laughs> I think it'll be that. So it's kind of like it's not even necessarily a conscious thing. And that's yeah. why it's this slow realisation because it's happening under the surface. Yeah, I think so. Where the magic kind of takes place. I, well, the magic always takes place in the unconscious. It does. Yeah, so, and yes. our con- unconscious is all powerful. And so, but I think there's something in there about you allowing it to happen, aren't you? Yes. So you may be kind of loosening that stuff you've been kind of holding on to mm. and you're giving yourself those permissions and it's and it's kind of, and then they might come back, you know, those restrictions might come back. Totally. And I think that's an important thing to say about this stuff. It isn't that this path, this road to slow realisation of acceptance, it sounds like a Paolo Coelho book, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's kind of, you know, it's sort of, it's not sort of one way or it's not kind of smooth. Yeah. You know, it's not that you're not going to trip up or you're not going to kind of turn around and go the other way for a bit or go off on, you know, veer off to a different sort of path temporarily. And I think it's been being patient with that. Because it is a path that's not been tread before. So it's a path that's not been tread before. So there's going to be like some stones in the way. There's going to be a few brambles. There's going to be things to trip you off to make it a bit more difficult because it's a path that you've not gone down before. But, you know, if you've gone down this path and then you're stumbling and you have to go back a bit, then that part, the little part to where you got up to will be a bit easier because it'll be more recognisable. The more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it, the more you start recognising, the more you start to see the obstacles ahead. And you can also start to think about how you're going to get around those obstacles. Oh, I'm loving that. I'm loving the imagery with the path. I think that's something, I mean, I know that's not going to work for everybody, but I think for some people that might be really helpful, you know, and he's making me think about the expectations that we place on ourselves with this kind of thing. Mm. I think that's part of the stuff that gets in the way, isn't it? So expecting the path to be smooth and expecting the path to be, you know, kind of, just oh yeah and it's all going to be perfect and this transformation yeah i think if our ex- we skew our ex- uh, shift our expectations somewhat and be a bit gentler with ourselves mm. i think we've we've all got the power to do that i think a lot of this stuff is self-imposed isn't it i mean it very much is i think that's a real key point that you've just said there it's expectations and we often set our expectations for ourselves we can do it for other people, but for ourselves, really, really high. Mm. Usually, where we can't reach, you know. So there is that. We and we, it's just about learning. It's about learning to do things differently or to set smaller expectations. So if you're one of those people who sets really hard and high expectations, okay, well, set some smaller ones so you can also celebrate those. Ooh, like while you, you're trying to get to that harder point that's yeah i like that yeah because we tend to think of this transformational stuff as like being huge 
big events, don't we? When actually it's those small details of day-to-day life. They're the things that really matter. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link this into my song now. So my song is Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. Ooh. So I really like, I mean, I love this song anyway. But for me, this is about... There are expectations. You're talking about, oh, well, I'm going to be lonely, aren't I? I'm going to be this, so I'm just going to sit on the dock of the bay. And time's wasted because I'm just going to sit on the dock of the bay. But actually, that's what we need to do. We need to just sit there. We need to take things in, take stock. And slowly, maybe our expectations will change or our perceptions will change or other things will come along. What you were saying earlier about it's constantly doing we've got to constantly do and this isn't this is about the slowing down and maybe if we slow down enough we'll have those realizations and we'll find the way forward for us oh i just feel all sort of super chilled out now claire after listening to that good choice it's just let's just sit let's just sit in the dock of the bay let's just watch the world go by and do what we need to do for us. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I feel all relaxed now after listening to that. <laughs> and you're right, it is. It's, it's about kind of being in those moments and not, you know, checking in with ourselves. If, we, if, you, if you find that your kind of, your day or your week or your month has been all about when I get when I get to this point, when I get to that point, when I, I'll you know I'll rest when I get to there, or when I get there, it'll be so much better. You know, if you find yourself having those thoughts, just bring yourself back to the dock of the bay and just sit and just as Claire says, you know, just sort of watch the world go by, mm. just breathe, just be in that moment, enjoy being you right now. Yeah, you've got to this is this is the time you have so you've just got to get more comfy with being you and live your life yeah yeah definitely. you won't have that moment again no nope. and then you'll have that missed was. it because you're too busy thinking about what's coming up mm. and future you and when everything's going to be different That's the miracles are in the moment the miracles are in the moment you know it's that kind of Stopping thinking about how things should be and celebrating what is. That was an extract from our radio show, Let's Talk Wellbeing. You can listen in every Thursday between 12 and 2 on HCR 92.3 FM or online on hcr923fm.com.